Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Zero for Hire podcast. It sounds a little bit different because I'm using a different setup. I am using uh, a lav mic. And the reason, I don't know if you can hear in the background, but with the field recorder, you can definitely hear. It is raining and storming a lot. And when I say raining, I mean like, have you ever seen the movie Dracula Untold? Where he figures out later in the movie he can use the bats like as an extension of his arm and punch down on the, on the coming armies. It's kind of like that. But rain, and I don't know whose arm it is. And the rain is, has been consistently trying to rip the top of my RV off for the last 12 hours. Uh, last night, before it got dark, or as it was getting dark, um, I had quite an adventure. And I started replacing the ceiling fan in my RV because, one, it was leaking. Two, it wasn't working very well, and my wife asked me to fix it. And so the third reason was, you know, that's the most important. Just my wife asked me to do it. So I'm working on that, and I, I realize it's getting dark, and I'm like, okay, Let's get some silicone. Let's start sealing this up before it starts raining again. Because earlier, the exact same thing happened. So this is twice in a row. I'd get up there on the roof, and I'd take something important off, and then I'd say, okay, let's seal this up before it starts raining. And then that's the cue. The rain just starts coming down as hard as possible. And that's what happened last night. I got like a little bit of silicone around the outside. So what happened was the frame for the fan was too big or too small for the hole. And so I had to get another piece of wood and create a smaller frame for the fan to go in and then seal it. And so I just got a board and made it bigger than the hole and placed the entire board over the top. I set the fan in place and I start siliconing around the the large outside portion of the board so no water gets underneath. And I also use like spray foam and then I start screwing everything down. And then I installed the fan and it looks good, everything looks fine. Um, but I got one line of silicone before it started raining on me. And like, it was again raining as hard as possible and it just like never let up from that point on. So, <clears throat> That's not true. It rained for about a half an hour and then it stopped. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Cool. We don't, cause it had, you know, been kind of raining on and off all day. I come back outside and it is raining like the Dickens. And so we're like, okay, this is going to be bad, but it seems like the ceiling fans holding up or whatever. Well, at some point water started pooling and creeping in and water always finds a way in. And it starts dripping down this like, portion of this ceiling where this ceiling fan was. It just found a way in. And there's just like stream of water just continuously. It's not dripping. There's a running stream of water coming down from the ceiling fan. And so we get like a bucket and we're just trying to see exactly what's going on there. And I realize water's pooling on top of the RV. So what I did was I turned on the RV and I backed up off of the little leveling plates. Because when you park your RV, you want to level it. Well, I figured if the RV's sitting at an angle, instead of pooling on top of the RV, all the water would run off the side. And that's exactly what happened. And so that's kind of how I solved that problem. That was like six, seven hours. It was in the middle of the night. 
So I'm thinking it was about six or seven hours ago, and it still hasn't stopped raining. And so it's just like off and on been going like that. That's the life of an RVer. If you're moving to the Ozarks, I suggest prepare for rain. I mean, it's either like as hot as the sun or it's raining. And, and like there's some gradation of beautiful weather in between, but I think it's been mostly either raining or extremely hot all summer long. The springtime wasn't bad, but that's what it's been like. I can't complain too much because we moved down here to get away from the winter. And uh, that's what my wife, you know, she needed to get away from the winters of Michigan. And I'm glad we did that. So no huge complaints there. I am going to try to catch up on some of the stuff that's been going on. I've been listening to the news and um, I don't know, man, I'm kind of politicked out. I'm tired. I, I feel fatigue. I got Trump fatigue for sure. I don't know if you do. <clears throat> they won't leave the man alone. They keep drumming up these like BS charges to try to get Trump on something, on anything. And now they're going after his lawyers. So they're calling his lawyers um, unindicted co-conspirators, I believe was the phrase that was being used. So anybody who's anywhere near Trump, you're going to have just like hordes of Democrats in every state going after him for any little thing. And here's the thing. You can send a separate slate of electors. That's not weird. That's fairly normal. You can do that. But they're acting like it's not normal because they want to get Trump. And that's all this is. It's like get Trump. In the meantime, we have Biden and uh, the, the what's the politician's name? Byron Donald or Byron Donalds. He's come up with the charges of the corruption for Joe Biden um, and his business dealings. You know, the, the Biden crime family, as it were. And then you have, what else do we have? The business, a lot of that Biden crime family business dealings is from when he was in the Senate, but it also currently, and there's people saying that it's currently pay to play. And if you're a Democrat, you're protected. And so we need all this hearsay to be proven on paper the same way that the Biden crime family stuff is. Now, Tim Poole pointed out something interesting. For McConnell to say, we're going to look into your bank records, why are you telegraphing that punch? Because now you're giving the Biden administration time to go back and make sure you're going to tell them exactly where you're going to strike so that they have time to prepare. So I don't know if they if they need to cook the books or whatever it is, but like that's what you're giving them. This is why I said like I part of me doesn't want to vote. Part of me doesn't believe in the system right now. I feel like I can't really af afford to be blackpilled. But this is what it feels like, you know, like everything is corrupt and it's all uniparty in control. The the Democrats. When the Democrats are in control, then the part that the Republicans are supposed to play is just enough resistance that it makes it look like the Democrats have something to fight against. So think about like professional wrestling. And that's Mitch McConnell. He's saying, well, 
I think we're going to we're going to have some talks about whether or not we want to have an investigation. That means nothing. That means you're not going to do anything. And then not only that, he's saying we're going to have talks about whether or not we want to have an investigation in this specific area, giving them giving the defense time to prepare a defense, time to cook the books. Telegraphing your punch, like I said. So that's idiotic. I don't know why that's the direction he wants to go, but that's the direction he wants to go. Uh, I've been taking a lot of notes for different podcasts. You guys know I do two podcasts. I do one called The Millennial Reign, where it's spiritual, um, spirit, uh, Christianity, spiritual things in the world. And then I do this one, where it's updates for my life and current events. So I'm looking for something here through my notes and it says uh, a lot of this is kind of writing the spiritual line between culture and spirituality we got one here about Hollywood is in trouble RFK we talked about that okay I'm going to read this note I've been taking short notes for this show throughout the week and I'm going to read this note and then I'll come back and I'll kind of mix this up with some updates but I just wanted to tell you guys why I was doing the Trump fatigue or why I'm feeling the Trump fatigue as much as I want Trump to come in and fire everybody as much as I believe in him it feels like a moot point it feels like running on a treadmill trying to get all these details for every case when you know it's always like BS and I might sound like I'm being presumptive but this stuff this stuff doesn't stick. People keep saying, we know Trump is a criminal. Okay, we'll charge him with something. Like right now, what is he being charged with? Just you and your current knowledge of what's going on. Do you know what Trump is being charged with? Because they keep saying like, you know, 32 counts, 44 counts, all these. He's guilty of all these crimes. What? What are they? Usually, when a Democrat gets in trouble, you know exactly why he's in trouble. You know? Um, Alec Baldwin shot and killed somebody. That's pretty clear cut. Jeffrey Epstein flying powerful individuals to his island where they raped little children. Pretty clear cut. Selling influence. Pretty clear cut. Joe Biden taking his son with him on diplomatic trips in order to sell influence. That's pretty clear cut. Not as clear as shooting and killing somebody like Alec Baldwin, who I think was acquitted, by the way. But with Trump, it's like, what? What did he do? And they'll drum up some weird thing that you never heard. Oh, he's abuse of power? Like, what does that mean? Anyways, can't go down that rabbit hole. Protecting your kids from indoctrination. Okay, as parents, we have an obligation to defend our kids against indoctrination. But many are, lose, are losing this idea because they want to participate in the culture. I read an article today that suggested that we participate in the culture and then instruct our kids against whatever indoctrination awaits them afterward. I think we need to be proactive about protecting our kids against things like education before the wolves get a chance to sink their fangs into them. Okay, this was actually more of a millennial rain topic, but I will... I will talk about it here, and I'm going to have to 
take notes about what podcast is what. What I'm talking about is more to do with sending your kids to public school and then letting them learn what they're going to learn and then having to come home and try to reset their worldview once they're home. This is a lot of Christians I know. This is a lot of secular people I know. Like, they don't agree with what's going on in school, but then they won't be proactive about it. This is why I say homeschool your kids, make what sacrifices you need to make in order to homeschool your kids, because the outcome will be better for you in the long run. And so in this case, the outcome is you don't have to debrief your kids every time they come home. What'd you learn in school today? Oh, the teacher said I can be a princess if I want to. You got to try to correct them. So what if the teacher says, don't listen to your parents. They don't want you to be happy because they're doing stuff like that. Like there's a lot of things that are being taught that aren't math and arithmetic. Math and arithmetic. Are those the same things? <laughs> I'm not bringing anything new to the table today. I'm not prepared to do current events. I'm just not. <clears throat> A lot of what I've been doing, I think, has been Millennial Reign stuff. Yeah, Christian culture stories. I did this story called, or I did this video called Crazy Christian Culture Stories of July 2023. And the idea is that every month, at the end of the month, I'm going to collect these ideas, or I'm going to collect these stories that are of things that are happening in the Christian world, and then I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to look it up right now. I posted on, it's on the 520 Collective channel. <clears throat> and I want to see. It's not like one of the first things that come up, so. Do-do-do, that Bryson Gray stream, though. That was a ton of, that's a lot. 12,000 views on that one. It really dwarfs some of our other videos. <laughs> Let me go right to the channel. So 520 Collective, you just go right to videos, and it's the second one down right now. It looks like it topped out at 659 views eight days ago. That's crazy. Yeah, it was getting a lot of views. So that's pretty good, and that was like for the first week, about 500 views at 600 views the first week. I'm going to do another one next month, and hopefully people are prepared for it. I think this first time it was more out of curiosity, so if I do this every month, uh, people will be more inclined to check it out. I think that I shared it on, on my Substack page, but just in case, I'm going to do it again. So, this is another thing I need to be doing. I, I am not sure if I'm clear about when and where I'm posting content to interact with you guys. I've been posting a lot on the Telegram group because I wanted you guys to be able to listen back or comment back. But um, that's aside from the Substack, which is supposed to be the hub. I don't know if you guys use Substack. I don't know if you guys use, I know some of you guys use Telegram. So I know producer Jamie uses Telegram because she talks to my wife a lot. Uh, Webmaster Josh is on both. 
but he doesn't post anywhere very much. I think he posts like once a week. He's not like a crazy social media person like me. Uh, we're coming up on about 15 minutes, and I'm going to have to make this one short. Uh, I, so I asked you guys, or I left you guys a short thing talking about being sick. I think somebody did comment that I might have been suffering from some sort of tick bite illness, which I'm open to because I have been getting bit by ticks. I don't, it hasn't, I haven't noticed super recently, but I've been bit by ticks before. But the symptoms are just like I wake up and I'm ready to go. And then very quickly, like if I wake up, what time is it right now? Right now it's 7.30. I wake up at 7, 7.30. I'm ready to go. I got all these ideas. I got all these things I want to do. And this is usually why I come out into the car and I read and I pray and I do my podcasts and stuff like that because there's no one out here to bother me. But by 10 a.m., by 11 a.m., I'm starting to get tired. And not just like a little bit sleepy. Like, I'm, I can't think anymore. And that's really not normal. By like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I can barely like surf the internet. I have to lay down and take a nap, and I don't understand what's happening to my body. Like, serious chronic fatigue. And I'm going to bed... We usually start getting to bed about, we get the kids in the bed about 9 o'clock. Sometimes me and my wife sit up 10, 11 o'clock. If I have to sit up and get some stuff done, which I've been pushing myself pretty hard all week, then I'm up 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. But usually by 11 or midnight, we're in the bed at least, even if we're not asleep. <clears throat> Sometimes me and my wife are talking about stuff. So to get seven, eight, nine hours of sleep and then be completely burned out by one o'clock in the afternoon, to me, strikes me as not normal. I'm, I'm drinking energy drinks, I'm doing what I can to stay awake. And then there's days where this last week, it was that plus I was having these like massive headaches. I had a lot of COVID-like symptoms. So I was like, I was having trouble breathing. Um, I just had a pounding headache for like six hours and I was at taking like 400 grams of ibuprofen, which is usually the only thing that works for my headaches. And it wasn't working. And then my wife needed to go to the store. And this is like, yeah, mind you, like I'm sick. I'm not coughing and stuff, but I'm like sick. I'm having trouble breathing. I have a massive headache. I'm exhausted and I don't know why. And my wife's like, hey, we got to run some errands. And so I'm trying to like, do light activities that my wife needs done so that we can keep moving the needle forward a little bit but it's like killing me slowly and I have no idea what's going on and today's version of that is eventually if it stops raining ever I gotta finish sealing the roof so I'm gonna drive into town I'm gonna get some parts for that and um, try to get that work done so that's been my life, guys, um, these last two weeks. That's why you haven't seen me podcasting a whole lot. And it's not for lack of, like, following the news. I have been keeping up, but it's just, it's all Trump. Trump indictment. It's all Biden corruption. Nobody's going to do anything. Are people going to do anything? And there's, like, a bunch of weird stories in between. Like, okay, there was one with Neil, the singer, um, 
20 minutes into this, holy crap. Neil the singer came out and he said that he was going to, uh, he was on a podcast or interview or something and he was being asked about trans and the kids. And he was like, no, a kid shouldn't be making that decision for themselves. And then like people on Twitter got mad, of course, because you're not allowed to say anything. But you remember like when Scott Bale said the same thing and he basically got canceled, but he was already canceled, you know, because he's Scott Bale. He's not a leftist. Well, Neo, his publicist put out a tweet and he was like, nah, because people were coming down on him like, what kind of man are you? You said you're raising kids, but then you put this like, you know, plastic publicist tweet out like, oh, I'm apologize. I'm sorry for hurting people's feelings and stuff. And he came out on Twitter with a video saying like, everybody's got an opinion and, and it's not special. And if you can't respect my opinion, then why do you expect me to, to respect yours? And that was more of what we actually need people to be doing. He said, if y'all can't get behind that, then maybe this is a world that don't need a Neo no more. I respect that. The dude's talking about raising kids. He's a grown man. He's not going to be bending over backwards for other people's opinions online. And that's the only way that this woke Hollywood stuff is going to go away is if people are more real like that. Like, I usually don't have a lot of respect for Neo just listening to his songs it's all like debauchery and breakup songs and cheating songs and kind of like Jason Derulio or something he's a good singer but I don't feel like he sings about worth anything worth anything but in this respect I was very I was very like right on man I'm glad to hear it so so that was good that was good to hear I'm glad for that he um he moved the culture needle a little bit this week. I'll try to track that down. And that brings me to another crossroads, uh, another issue that needs to be solved. I, I was starting to talk about it. Telegram, Substack, Twitter. What are we going to do with the social media, guys? If I don't ever hear from my people, then it makes it very difficult to navigate where to concentrate my efforts. So let me lay out the landscape for you and please, please respond back. I recently got rid of Truth Social and I was talking to some people on our Telegram group, a private Telegram group, about why. I just, I've had Truth Social for like a year. I'm expecting things to get bad over the election season, but as it stands, Truth Social is pretty terrible. When it launched, I had a lot of hope. I really pushed them. I sent messages myself. I was like, you guys got to get some messaging going or this is going to crash. By the time they got messaging, private messaging, none of my friends were willing to give it a chance anymore. And they were just as sick of social media as I was. But by the time they got it fixed, nobody was interested in using it anymore. And I personally got about 25 people to join, like download the app and join. And we couldn't talk to each other because they dropped, the, they just crapped the bed on that development. Um, then they implemented groups, and that was cool, but at the same time, nobody was interested. And I'm sure there was a few of my friends that went back and was like, oh, we got messaging, oh, we got groups, okay, we could try to do something. But then you log into Truth Social, and it's just like, it's Trump's thing, that's fine. It'll be... Some boomer typing in all caps, 
Trump and Tucker Carlson are going to have an interview. Be the first to blah, 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 right? It'll just be this long freaking message in all caps. But like, no matter what you search for in the hashtags, in the comment section, you'll see that it'll be like the first five responses. And sometimes it's the same response from different people telling me like there's bots. And so what happens is like, no matter what you're into, you click on a news story, you go, if you can find a celebrity that's actually on Truth Social that you like and respect, you can follow that person, you look at what they tweet, and then the first five responses are just like these all caps bot messages every single time. And it sucks all the oxygen out of the room. You have people saying like, you know, I'm a true patriot, blah, blah, blah. You know those boomer memes that are just really dumb looking? And it'll have nothing to do with the news story. And so I found out real quick, like, if you want to advertise your page, you have to do that crap. But there's no, like, action. There's nobody to advertise to. There's nobody to interact with. People who like the post that, if it's something that, like, I tried for a few weeks to, like, when I did a podcast and it had something political, I would go on Truth Social, I would find that political topic, I would take the link to my podcast, and I would say, we talked about this on my podcast today. And I would leave a link. And so what would happen was somebody would like it, and that would be the end of it. I would never hear from them. I would never gain a follow. They would never interact with me or the podcast. That was it. And so it was just more jumping through hoops for nothing. Now, I don't know how consistent and how long it takes before you get traction with that method. It seemed good, but like True Social is just like a bot network with these like boomers that have radio stations they're trying to promote or something. And it's weird because all of these weird accounts, they have like 50,000 followers, 500,000 followers. And I'm like, I don't even know there's that many people on True Social. But they have like all of these followers and they just dominate the conversation in every comment section and every group. The groups are terrible. There's no real conversation in the groups. It's like somebody figured out how to get all the bots to join their group. And then they just post about the same event over and over and over and nobody else is allowed to talk. And that's like every group that I've been in. I'm interested in Christian music. Well, on these Patriot sites, these Christian music sites are the worst. And it's just like, have you ever heard of Toby Mac? Have you ever heard of Hillsong United? And it's like, who hasn't heard of this stuff? And they're posting these weird like MIDI keyboard versions of worship songs. And then, like, there's no conversation to be had. And then you got, like, the bot jackass posting his, like, Trump radio show thing that he wants to promote. And that's been true. So, so I just deleted it, man. Another thing I was having issues about was, like, it was sending me good news stories every day. But it was sending me good news stories, like, five to six times a day. And eventually, especially these last two weeks, it just distilled into... Hunter Biden this, Trump is being indicted for that. Joe Biden this, Trump is being indicted for that. And it was like, that was just it. That's the entire news cycle right now. It's ridiculous. I need, I need that stuff to go away. And there are other things to focus on. Um, if you haven't listened to the John Stossel interview with Vivek Ramaswamy, um, I say I suggest listening to some of his videos. I think if I vote this term, I'm going to vote for 
Ramaswamy. Because I'm not a DeSantis guy. The DeSantis people are like, you know, Tenacious D fans. They're like um, System of a Down fans, you know. Like, they just won't let you listen to anything else. They won't let you think about anything else. They're just like, listen to this System of a Down song right now. And it's like, dude, just back off. Like, I'm I'm listening to something else right now. No, you got to check this song out. It's about a horse on a trampoline. It's like, you guys are obnoxious. That's DeSantis fans right now. And, I, I mean, DeSantis does some things, but he's so plastic and like when he was doing, when he was fighting against the the establishment, it seemed like, okay, this could be this could be something. But he's not doing anything significant. He's not saying anything significant, which is surprising. And Vivek is. I like how Vivek is redirecting a lot of the dumb questions that get asked. Well, what about Trump? And he's like, the soul of this nation, our identity as Americans, and then he'll lay out some actual things that will get us back on track. Like, he's talking about, like, ethics tests for citizenship and possibly to be able to vote. I think Vivek would get in there and and fire just as many people as Trump, and he would be probably a lot less belligerent about it. But he doesn't have the political track record. So, yes, he's got a lot of great ideas, Yes, I agree with what he's saying, but is he actually going to do anything? And if he does, is he going to be able to stand up to the onslaught of opposition that's sure to come from the establishment and the FBI and the CIA and the bureaucrats and all of this crap that Trump had to deal with? Like, how's he going to handle that onslaught? Because right now Trump's in full-on lawfare. So there's some possibilities that could come from this election. Um, Speaking of how we're talking about Trump still, Doug Wilson had a very interesting take on a video where he was talking about how this Trump trial could result in people being called under oath in front of cameras in the public spotlight instead of these private hearings to be asked, like, why did they why did um Nancy Pelosi deny Capitol Police? Stuff like that. And getting people to answer and be a, accounted for why they did some of the things they did during January 6 riots. Why were there so many FBI's out there? Why wasn't there Capitol Police? Why did they open the doors for protesters? a lot of the things that actually happened so that we can all at least informationally get on the same page because MSNBC and the rest of the media is lying and gaslighting people so hard that they don't actually know what happened that day. And if we can get them in front of a microphone under oath saying what actually happened, saying what they actually thought, because the problem is that a lot of these people that are saying stuff, they're not under oath and they're liars, and they're fine with that. They're fine with being liars as long as it gets them what they want. But you get them under oath under threat of perjury and going to prison, and a lot of that conversation changes. And so how do we do that? How do we, how do we get to that point? The Trump trials could be a way of doing that. And so I don't want to just like be completely done with Trump 
I like the guy. Um, it's just too much. Like, he's not handling uh, the publicity side of this stuff very well, and it's just constant, and I'm sure he's tired and frustrated. And Like, I don't listen to Trump rallies because it's always the same stuff anymore. But so like, if we can get past that and just get these people under oath and get the truth, maybe we'll see some changes. I don't know. Maybe it'll at least, at the very least, show that Trump's not a, ma a maniac. He's not imagining this stuff. I guess he is kind of a maniac. But we at least get some truth out there, and that would be good. That would be important. Now, back to Vivek. If you haven't listened to him, he's um, very high publicity. There's a lot of energy coming out of that campaign. But it seems to be very positive. It seems to be very focused on getting his message out of what he wants done. And it's not drama. So that's not going to appeal to a lot of people. Because you think that, like, oh, there's too much drama behind the Trump and Biden. That's what people want, man. They want drama. They're dumb. Listen to Vivek. A lot of it is positive, honestly. And that's all I can really say about those politics. Um, here on the local side, Stone County, Stone County is like, from what I'm told, there's like 63 churches in Mountain View where I was living. And apparently, none of them are involved in the community pages. And what I mean is, when you move to town, everybody tells you, you need to go to what's happening Stone County page. What's happening Stone County. That's where you need to be. And then you need to join this group. And when you get on there, it's supposed to be, you know, local business. Here's our specials. And we're having a bake sale. And we're doing, you know, that kind of, we're having karaoke at the town square. And here's what band is playing this week. That's what it's supposed to be. Sometimes you get people on there trying to sell a rocking chair or something. But what generally I keep seeing every time I log on, fill out this petition for this political purpose. Fight against this political thing. And so, like, eventually, there was one in particular act where people were like, well, why? What's the deal? And then they would tell them, and people would be like, well, I don't really agree with your stance on this. And so, like, instead of being vague... It's a, this thing called the Learns Act, and people kept being super vague about it. It's bad for democracy, it's an omnibus, it's poorly written, and it, it's bad for schools. That's all they would tell you. And then you start reading it, and it's, more, it's one of those bills where the, you might have heard about Sarah Huckabee Sanders writing a bill and signing some legislation in where the money for students, the tax money, like we all pay taxes for public schooling. Well, that money is per student. And so what they're trying to set it up is that the money goes with the student where they need to go. You can't mandate that they go to a specific school. And you can't just say it goes to public schools, but it doesn't go to charter schools or doesn't go to private schools or whatever. Wherever the student goes, that's where the money goes. And so homeschoolers like me, our eyebrows raised up and we're just like, OK, I'm interested in this. Because that means potentially there's a grant available for schooling. Now think about everything that a public school uses for your, st for your students. 
that's the grant money that would go for your student if you private, charter, or homeschool. And so that means books, supplies, um, yes, lunch money, because that's what gets used in schools, field trips to take quality field trips. If you want to go to some museums and get some personal, personal tutors, if you want to hyper-focus on a specific subject and get your kids' skills up real fast in a certain area, you can do that. I don't see how that's bad, but people are saying, well, it's bad for public schools. And like, let me, I'm sorry, man. Let's, let's get this out of the way. Public school teachers, teachers, just school teachers, you're not heroes. This is like, this is just as bad as that whole like, go on your front lawn and clap for nurses. Screw that. Heroes are people who, are, who signed up for a normal job and then when they start working that job, they find out there's a whole lot more to this what was supposed to be a normal job than they bargained for. And so I'm talking about nurses and teachers that go to school for years on end to learn exactly what they're doing. They have to read these indoctrination books. You ain't going to talk to a teacher at all who hasn't been reading these socialist books, who hasn't been reading these Marxist indoctrination books because in order to get into higher education you have to read that stuff you have to so a lot of them may say oh I'm just I just I'm just going along to get along I have to read this or I can't advance my career you're still participating in that crap okay so first that's one why you're not heroes two you're in a union unions aren't good for you unions aren't good for the industry but you do it anyway I've talked to teachers. I say, well, why don't you just pool together five or six students and they can pay you tuition and you can just teach the students on your own privately. They don't want to do that. They like the security of the school system. Therefore, they have to join the union. Therefore, they have to put up with the union's crap. And why is the union bad? They don't pay the teachers enough, they say. Okay, I can see it. There's no meritocracy. It's all about seniority. If you're a bad teacher, you still get paid more. It should be if your performance as a, as a teacher is good, then you get paid more. But that's not the case. You have teachers who are diddlers, pedophiles. They're messing around with the kids. And what do they do? They don't get fired. They don't get thrown in jail. They get sent to special education rooms where they still keep their jobs. They're just not allowed to be around children somehow. It's like detention for teachers. The rubber room in New York, for example, that's bull. Randy Weingarten, the head of the teachers union, she's not a mother. She doesn't have teachers or teachers. She doesn't have children. She makes a crap ton of money to go around and raise more money for the teachers union. What is that about? Our taxes are supposed to be funding the school. So why is Randy Weingarten a political activist with no children a single childless woman, the head of our education system, always run around talking about our children, our children. You ain't got no children. You're not a mom. You're an activist politician. Rate lobbying for more money for you and your jobs. And then what happens with this money? 
they got some COVID money over in Detroit last, what, not last year, two years ago? I don't know if you heard the story about that. There's a slushy machine that they want to get put in the lunchroom because that's what they've been missing all along. They got freaking rain coming, rainwater coming in through the ceiling, and there's no air conditioning in half the classrooms, and they, they need to redo the breathing the, the ventilation system is what they were complaining about. Oh, COVID is so dangerous. We got to redo the ventilation system. Then as soon as they get the money, they're like, slushy, mach- slushy machine. Excuse me. So that's the teacher's union. That's the public education system. You got all these freaking rainbow blue hair freaks telling you kids about how gay they are and coming out as trans in, in front of your kindergartners. Nobody's asking for that. Nobody is asking for that. When I was in school, I didn't even know what my teacher's first name was. I wasn't absolutely sure that my teacher was actually a person. I thought, and I know it sounds ridiculous, and it sounded ridiculous when I had this thought. But when I was in the second grade, there was still in the back of my mind the very real possibility that my teacher might be some sort of animatronic robot like like Chuck E. Cheese. And when I went home at the end of the day, that the janitor just came and put them in the closet and plugged them in. I know it sounded ridiculous, but that's exactly what happened to Chuck E. Cheese. So in my child's mind, I was like, it seems like a person, but she doesn't really talk like a real person. And I don't even know if this person has a name or not. Maybe my teacher's not actually a person. That was my real thoughts. And now you have teachers that are talking about their threesomes and their throuples and their guy coming out and I'm not a mister, I'm a missus, and I'm not a missus, I'm a mix. And all of this weird crap that nobody's asking for. You're supposed to be an animatronic robot in the closet at night. That's what you're supposed to be. You're not there to preach your religion. You're not there to preach your sexuality. You're not there to teach Marxism and preach your activism and none of that. You're supposed to just teach kids. And if some of you teachers would stop being so scared of everything and just pull together, I guarantee there are six people in your circle that are sick of it. I guarantee there are six people in your circle that are sick sick of it. And say, hey, let's just start a homeschool group. Let's just private school. And I'm going to privately tutor this subject that I'm really good at. And... Was it like 75 bucks a kid? I don't know what you need to survive per week, per month, whatever, per student. But figure it out. Try. You're not doing anything to fight for the reality that we need. That's why you're not heroes. That's why teachers aren't heroes. They're not doing anything to dismantle the system. They're not doing anything to push back on this system that keeps getting worse over time. And it's been like this since the days of Booker T. Washington. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about teachers are not paid enough and teachers are heroes and they're underappreciated. I don't want to hear it. Nobody's coming to the defense of retail workers and factory workers and gas station attendants that worked our butts off during the pandemic with no health care, some of us. Nobody gave a crap about us. You guys are protesting against truckers truck drivers and putting them in jail when they don't want to comply with this crap but we're supposed to give a crap about teachers and you can't even get your co-workers to stop showing their ding-dong to little kids I don't want to hear it nobody wants to hear it stop whining 
Do your freaking job. You went to college for eight years. You went to college for 12 years. Do your freaking job and quit complaining. Stop expecting us to give a crap because we don't. And that's why we don't send our kids to public schools because half of you guys are losers. You just whine and complain about how your job's not fair. Nobody gives a crap. Do your job. That's what we do. You're not supposed to like your job. You're not supposed to just be super crazy about, oh, I get to just go, oh, I get to live my dream. That's very few people. Everybody else hates their job. So when you hate your job and you feel like you're not paid enough, like, freaking welcome to the club. Stop whining. That's everybody's life right now. If you don't like the job so much, quit. Or do something to change it and make it better. But don't complain to us talking about how you're really a freaking hero. Because you're not supposed to say you're a hero. Other people designate you as a hero. And the more you push me to say, oh, teachers are heroes, the more I'm inclined to believe they're not. Because all I see is failure across the board. I don't want to hear it. I had to play the part of the gym teacher, the PE teacher, when we were doing homeschool group. You have no idea how uncoordinated today's children are because of what we're doing with screens and stuff. They can't bounce a ball. They definitely can't bounce a ball with one hand. If you do four square, they're freaking spinning around in circles. They get hit in the face with the ball. I had an actual conversation with children where we all sat at the table. And I said, by show of hands, how many of you got hit in the face with the ball today? And several of them raised their hands. I was like, okay, now, why did you get hit in the face with the ball? Because it wasn't paying attention. Okay, so what are we going to do next time to make sure that you don't get hit in the face with the ball? I didn't pay attention to the ball. That's right. If you pay attention to the ball and you know where the ball is, you're less likely to get hit in the face. You. You were spinning around in circles. Why were you doing that? I don't know. You were playing with your shoelaces. Why were you doing that? I don't know. You were eating something. I still don't know what you were eating. What were you doing? I don't know. Well, when you were doing that, what happened? I got hit in the face with the ball. That's PE class. Am I a hero? No. I'm just keeping the kids occupied for a few hours, for an hour. I don't know how long that class was. But you just, we're just, we're all doing our part, man. So I hadn't gone for on a rant in quite a while, and I don't know if I can shorten it. I'm sorry that it took so long to get to the exciting part, but there you go. Here we are. <laughs> now you guys know everything that's been going on with my life. I've been tired, man. I've been sick. My brain hasn't been working, and apparently I just needed something of a jump start to get going. Um... What, what was I talking, the, the thing that, oh, I, I did rant about True Social, but I never, okay, so, <clears throat> Twitter, I'm, I'm convinced that there are still people who don't get it with Twitter. Twitter wants to be the everything app. They want to be the major competitor for Facebook, and Facebook seems to be inclined to let them do it. Facebook is like, TikTok for really, really stupid people. Now, on TikTok, we talked about this a while back. TikTok is what you make it. If you watch twerk videos, then you're going to get twerk videos. If you watch Fortnite videos, then you're going to get Fortnite videos. If you watch self-improvement, you get it. 
<clears throat> that's what you get. I watch a lot of political videos. I watched, I watched a lot of home improvement stuff, but it started getting overbearing. They found out that I'm, a, I'm interested in photography, and now every commercial is like, are you a photographer looking to do better with your business? And then they never you know, like just... So that's my TikTok experience. It's not exciting. Facebook doesn't give a crap what you're interested in. Facebook is like, there's a guy restoring a pistol. Here's a dog. Here's a fix-it, like, home improvement trick that doesn't actually work. I saw some moron paint over a, a hole in the wall with a piece of paper. Don't, don't listen to these videos. These people are, this guy was like, I've been using Morton salt the wrong the entire way, the entire time. And then he took the protective, like, metal cover thing off to sprinkle salt. No, jackass, put salt in a salt shaker like a normal freaking person. Don't do that. Why are you destroying the salt thing? Your salt's going to clump up. It's going to spill all over. Just don't listen to these people. People are so freaking stupid. There's videos that are like, this is the first thing you should do when you go to a motel. And then walk up to, the, to a mirror and open it and put their toothbrush away or something retarded like that. It's like, it's, it's nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. It's a complete waste of time. And then you have like all these advertisements for things that like you might be vaguely interested in because you were, you said, you said it out loud and your phone was spying on you. But then it's like, I, I found the perfect, pro I was talking to somebody about warehousing. It was like, it'd be cool to get warehousing labels for your storage space. And lo and behold, that's exactly what came up on my Facebook page. But they wouldn't give me a price for it. They were like, call us for details. I'm not going to call you for details. You know how much spam I get now? Call you for details. Get out of my face. I'm fine without your dumb stickers. That's Facebook. And then, like, I post something. I have to have my account on private. Otherwise, I get bombarded by activists and stuff from the Stone County page. Did I ever finish that thing? Let me pull on that thread a little bit while we're on Facebook. No, I'm going to come back to that because I'm talking about Twitter and, and Facebook. So Facebook is just retarded. It's dumb. The only reason you should be using Facebook is to find somebody specific because Facebook's been around so long that it's basically a phone book. And that's it. Like if I'm trying to talk to somebody on Telegram and I can't because the communication, at, like the talk, feature on that is terrible I'll say call me on Facebook Facebook's a great phone and it's a great phone book that's literally all it's good for at this point so you go to Twitter and that's where you get your news and the Christian post is on there every celebrity imaginable is on there every politician imaginable is on there like if you see something on TV if you hear something on the radio if you find some entity on on a website or something, they're probably on Twitter. That's what makes Twitter worth it. It's a great database of users. Now, all these obscure losers that want to post retarded stuff, they won't post it on Twitter because they'll get ratioed to hell and back. That's why they don't do it. They just post it on Facebook where you're going to tolerate that crap. It's very low tier. So, Twitter, there's a lot of... There was a lot of fighting and a lot of infighting. And then they changed the feeds. So it was like for you. And then it was like 
something that more closely resembled the old algorithm of like, here's what we want you to see, but it's not really what you want to see. And if, after scrolling about 10, 10 accounts or 10 posts or so from the for you page or the following for you page, I'll switch over to following because it's like this is actually people that I follow and this is what they post. So there's some improvement there. They're not censoring. Like, I don't know what you have to be posting to get censored on, on Twitter. But you got to be posting some outlandish stuff to get censored on Twitter. Like, it's got to be way over the top. And having made some friends with the Jews run the world people, I can see how they get censored. Because they just, they won't relent from the nonsense. So... I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. I guess you're gonna, you just don't fit in polite society. But for all the normal people, and the, the, somehow that includes me, Twitter's the place to be. Twitter's the place to go. You can build our community there. When it comes to me sharing links and stuff, I would rather do it there because it's not a private chat. Um, it's open for the public to see. You can comment, and we can invite more people in more readily. Private chat stuff, that's Telegram and Discord. I got a friend that did a Discord, so now I got another freaking app. But Telegram is great for private groups, and we have like a private parent group, you know, where we talk about parent things. I try not to advertise to my friends about stuff on there. Um, but me posting news stories and stuff on Telegram, I don't really feel like that's effective because there's... 12 people in the group and there's only ever the 12 people that will see those posts with no no chance for that escape leaking to the outside and growing a base somebody on twitter might stumble onto it and be like hey this is interesting what's this about so i'm very much leaning more to using twitter it's x.com now i really encourage my followers to just just be on twitter we can use Telegram as a backup. I'll keep the group, um, and we can use that. You can invite people to the group as you see fit. I'm open to that. It's cool. Um, if they're outrageous, we'll just delete them. I don't care. But Twitter should be our main place for conversation and for interaction, and then I can just post your links there. I think that would be much more effective. It certainly would be a lot easier for me posting on Twitter, and then having that private group for Telegram, for chats and stuff, um, it's fine. Substack was supposed to be that, but the weird thing is, like, Substack is kind of like a Twitter clone, <laughs> but there's a lot of, like, if you're a subscriber and you're supporting the show through subscriptions, then we can make that stuff private, if that's what you want to do. I need to hear some feedback from you guys, though. I want to know how you feel about, let's just make Substack completely private and that can be our private chat or do you want to stick with telegram and i'll make that a private group for subscribers only we'll do something like that <clears throat> and if you're a subscriber on the podcast then i'll send you the link to the telegram those are the things i want to do i can't keep jumping around from app to app to app true social is out i gave you reasons before um there are some photography things that I'm really interested in. Instagram is not one of them. The only reason I have Instagram is because there are some people that I like that do lives on there. 
and I'd like to jump in. But I don't even watch them for more than like five minutes because I don't have that kind of time. I don't watch Twitch. I don't watch Instagram lives. I don't watch streamers. I can't. I don't have time. I, I can't do it. I'm coming up on an hour, so I'm going to finish this up. <clears throat> also, um, so I've been using Vero, V-E-R-O. Uh, there's like little to no one on Vero, so it's not exciting, but it has great features and it's great for posting easily like a portfolio that's kind of the same as Flickr though so I mean if nobody's on Vero that I like why am I on there like Peter McKinnon's the only person on Vero and uh, I have found an app called portrait mode it was for street photographers and I was excited by the prospect of it but then it just became like they started taking my post down because it was a watermark at first. And anytime I do free photography for somebody, I watermark it. That's just what I do. If it's free and I'm just doing it to be nice, like if I go take pictures of a parade, then it's black and white and it's watermarked. And that's it. And I, there you go. You can download what you want for free and that's fine. I'm cool with it. But um, Portrait Mode won't let me post anything that's watermarked. So I was like, fine, I've got some unwatermarked stuff somewhere. Let me try that. And I posted some things. It turns out that candid portraits and candid event photography does not count as street photography. And they very quickly pulled those down. So there's this like vague cloud of what street photography is. And it just seems to be bad photographs in an urban setting. And I just, I'm not with it, man. I mean, there's a lot of decent compositions, but like with this very narrow scope of what I can't post, I don't have time for that, man. I can't be thinking like, oh, is this going to get taken down if I take this picture? Like I was traveling and I saw a mountain and the clouds are awesome. And I took a picture and I haven't looked at it. I hope it turns out well. But if I want to share that picture of the mountain with the awesome storm clouds, I don't want it pulled down because some moderator is like, this isn't street photography. So I'm not using portrait mode. It's a cool idea. I'm just not using it. I'm going to use something that's good for me. And apparently that might be Flickr because that's the only thing left for photographers. And it integrates in the Lightroom, so it's probably another good reason to do it. Uh, Vero, it's all right, man. It's all right. I've been using it for months, and I have one follower, and I interact with no one. So why, am I, why don't I just use Flickr and Facebook? I might as well just use Flickr and Facebook if nobody's going to see my photography. <sighs> Social media is just frustrating, dude, because you want to support new ideas because Facebook and Twitter violated our trust so hard. It's funny how you guys feel violated by Twitter even though you never used it. But um, that's what's going on for today. My time is up. I want you guys to leave feedback on the Telegram group, on Twitter, x.com or on substack those are the only places i'm going to see your comments if you're commenting anywhere else i'm not going to see it so um send me some feedback let's get our community going let's let's have some more fun because i want to have guest hosts i want to have contests i'm doing updates with the comic book and stuff and i don't want that stuff just i don't want to just be like spitting into the wind and nobody ever sees or hears anything like i want i want this community built and um, it's just you and me, man, all the way. We're going to do this thing. Next up is the Millennial Rain podcast. So that's going to be on a different feed altogether. It's on Substack if you're not already plugged into that. 
listen to the millennial reign and i will talk to you guys soon thanks for listening